Okay, we are live here, Eon Reality Podcast. So welcome everybody around the world to the Eon Reality Podcast. I'm very honored today to talk to high energy, Mr. Donnell Lane. And I, I, Donnell, I know we've met at least once somewhere, but uh, we, we have a lot in common, I think. So I think this is going to be a really fun and enlightening, engaging conversation for everybody. I'll do a brief introduction. Um, uh, Donna Lane is, is newer to Moreno Valley. And actually, I passed by Moreno Valley yesterday on my way to Indian Wells to watch some tennis. He, as a leading edge educator and technology executive, uh, Mr. Lane is a wonderful addition to the nonprofit community college space. And uh, he was he's from New York and a Knicks fan. All right. Go Knicks. <laughs> uh, he has a background in IT. He went to Cornell University. That's fantastic. Studying the African diaspora. We should talk about that um, in history stuff. But fantastic. Uh, he worked in industry and returned to school to complete engineering work. Summa cum laude. I think I assume I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> and then uh, from Northwestern and has uh, been working as a um, uh, CEO, project management consultant, and now he's at Moreno Valley, um, really taking leadership in the makerspace and innovation center, which is an amazing uh, thing for our students in the community colleges. So, so excited to have you here, Donnell. And I just wonder. Uh, so, I would love if you give a just a little bit of rundown on the uh, on Moreno Valley and the students, how many students, and and what's going on in Moreno Valley. Oh, fantastic. Uh, thank you for having me today. It's, uh, it's great to be with you. Um, so uh, Moreno Valley, where is it uh, on the map? Southern California. Uh, that's where we are. Uh, that's what we like to call home. Um, uh, what are we known for? Uh, this is if you if you are familiar with Riverside. So uh, we're, we're known for like the tangerines and like those really like small like oranges that you find. Like that was invented in Riverside. And, like so we're like right next door to Riverside. Um, uh, on your way, we're like three hours from Vegas, about an hour, hour and a half from San Diego, just to get some proximity there, about an hour, I believe, from Palm Springs. Um, so um, we serve uh, over, I want to say 10,000 uh, students. Um, we have a population here. It's a um, we are considered a Hispanic serving institution. Our population is uh, 60, over 60 percent uh, Hispanic. Uh, so uh, we have a particular designation that allows us uh, access to particular resources from uh, the government, like uh, Department of Education. So that's how I came along. So I um, actually came along as part of an HSI, Hispanic Servant Institution, Title III Part F grant from the Department of Education, uh, which we won back in two, around 2016 to build uh, a makerspace, right? And a mobile makerspace. And so... Uh, interesting, interestingly enough, I had just burned out from all that stuff that you read off of, you know, uh, about the things I did in the past and jumped in my car and I ran for, for safety, uh, I went west and I was headed towards the beach. And so, uh, in this like switch or, or, um, I don't know what you want to call it. I want to say a, a realization of what I wanted to do with the rest of my life didn't include, uh, freezing winters in the middle of the United States of America. Uh -huh. uh, and so as I, uh, as I came West, um, I wanted to build a lab and I made it like my seven year goal that I was going to build a lab that was going to farm coral and I was going to replace coral and I was going to make it my hobby, right? Like my whole goal is to like make whatever I love the seat of what I do. Um, and so that was the goal. And so I got in my car and I drove and 
and a whole bunch of things happened. And I slept on the floor for about uh, three and a half to four years. Uh, sometimes it feels like four and a half years. Um, and I, I wouldn't get up. And so um, interestingly enough, while I was building the makerspace, while I was building the, uh, the mobile innovation center, I was sleeping on the floor when we had the uh, when we had the grand opening for the center. Um, uh, and I'm shaking hands with the the mayor. Um, I was going home and getting back onto the floor in an exercise of 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 becoming conscious of my uh, or aware of my of my living state, my true physical reality, as opposed to the virtual reality that I was existing in in my mind. And I think that has something to do with what we're talking about today. So. Now I'm out in the world completely manifesting my own destiny. What am I, what do I, what happens? All of a sudden off my floor bed, I'm like, okay, time to make some money. I, I, I ran out of all my money that I burned through that, uh, that I left Chicago with. And so I got to make some money. So I'm looking, I'm looking online for different things to do. And lo and behold, uh, Moreno Valley College had a position for the director of a makerspace. So I had just spent two years uh, as a member of a makerspace in Chicago. The uh, Polsky Center for the University of Chicago, um, and so I, you know, I knew everything about a, a makerspace at that point, and so it was, yeah, it was all weird, and so you know, hence you know the building the laboratory. I got all these ideas from being immersed in a makerspace, and so um, uh, in the it happened to be five minutes away driving distance from where I lived. Five minutes. Well, let me let me say fifteen. Let me not sound so perfect, right? And so, um, and I'm not kidding. And so I apply. Um, like my mom has gone to the school. My nephew has gone to the school. Um, they're like, yeah, this is a great school. You guys should you should you should try. And so, um, what is that? Four four and a half years later, we now have a, a four thousand one hundred and fifty square foot um, physical maker space in the science and technology building. We have a thirty nine foot RV that we um, that is our mobile maker space that's full of a ton of like really uh, cool cutting edge equipment. We have uh, uh, a multitude of three D printers, over twenty seven in total. Okay. Um, we have between the two between the two makerspaces. We also have a, we also ended up creating a virtual makerspace to uh, handle the global pandemic, so that we can continue to serve our student population while we were not able to gather together uh, physically. So right. it's been a it's been a, a real ride here in Moreno Valley. Oh, I got to ask so because uh, so my bachelor's degree is in biomedical engineering, and I learned how to make stuff. Uh, make, I think that's what brought me into engineering. I learned. From early on, uh, you know, I didn't have like extra ways to like get stuff. So I made my own speakers, my own stereo, my own television tubes, like the whole nine yards. And so do you have like a, is, like what drew you to Makerspace and making and making things? This is uh, so <laughs> this is a great question. Um, <laughs> so, you know, everyone, you know, in this journey of learning myself, it's, like one of the things I kept saying, one of the words that kept coming, I'm a free bird. I'm a free bird. I'm a free bird. So I love this whole like freedom thing, this whole idea of freedom. Like uh, one of the great quotes, right? Like, um, uh, you know, live free or die, right? Like that's like, that's like my motto, right? Like there's no other purpose, like, uh, you know, out there. So with that being said, we're in a society where if you want to, I don't know, become an engineer, you have to do certain things. You have to check certain boxes and you become an engineer. You know, if you want to become a chemist, if you want to become, you know, you know, uh, you know, X, right. Yeah. Um, and, 
you know, being a big black male, I'm 6'5", I'm like 200, and at this point, uh, I think I'm like just 200 pounds, let's just say that, uh, right? Like walking through the world is different. Uh, you know, yeah. unfortunately, it, it responds in a little different way, I have to say. <laughs> and so um, my pathways have been uh, impacted in different ways, right? Like uh, that, uh, with some interesting experiences along the way, not so good, uh, if, if, if you can imagine. And so the idea of being free to make whatever I want, the, the, to, to learn in a maker space, right, the process of design thinking, of being able to take this, like, amorphous idea this thing that doesn't have any atoms to it any it's just electrons at this point it's just like you know electrical potentials it's just chemical gradients in your brain that's producing what we think are thoughts right and then you know to be able to take that visualize that put that in a in a, a digital space right to design that in a digital space to then work on with different materials and different instruments and tools that will allow me to visualize and create this in a physical space Right. Like and then show others, teach others, um, um, uh, create community around like like the, the yeah. maker space has been a Shangri-La in reference to a person that likes freedom, loves community, wants to feel free and happy. I think everyone wants that. And I, and I feel like uh, a maker space gives a great opportunity for that to happen. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, you know, I think that students now that have access to that, it's amazing because I think, you know, kind of growing up, we learned a lot of stuff where we didn't know what it meant. And I know a lot of students say like, why am I in this math class? And why am I in this physics class? Like, I don't know what any of this means. And it's really about what it means. And I think the key to virtual reality and augmented reality that, that I work on every day is helping people to visualize. And I came to that conclusion. So like, if you're teaching something that's maybe it doesn't seem visual, it still relates to something real. So even if you're doing something like very important tasks, like accounting, it's still affecting a business, it's something visual that's happening in real life. It's not just equations. So that's, I think the thing that maybe that's why I'm here. I mean, that creative space. And for me, it's all, a, I have to fire those same things happening in my brain. So for me, you might have the same experience. I have to see something. I'm also a musician. So like, if I play, I go through and I listen to all these sounds and I hear something or I get a beat down or something like that. Something happens in my head and I can hear like the song and mm. I'm composing music. Right now I'm composing a vampire movie. So I'll find <laughs> And then it just, you know, something happens. And I think the same with visually when I see something like um, and I so I teach film and television. But when I see and we'll talk about our special characters. Uh, Batman, I can go pull down the hundred free assets and make some experiences. And I'll share that with you in a little bit, just to show you like what types of, what that thinking is like and how it relates to actual fields and to prepare our students for workforce, you know, whether it's K-12, you know, higher ed or, or professional schools, medical schools. And right. And exactly. And when I'm listening to you, I, I hear you as a particular type of learner, quote unquote, like you perceive the world in a certain way and it gets reproduced inside of you and then and then exported out of you in a, in a particular way. And I feel like that's what virtual reality affords us. Right. We are no longer sitting back, listening to one person conceive of the world and then spit it back out the way they understand it, which is fine. And, and, and there might be a group of individuals, sometimes 10, we've learned from the Gaussian curve, right? It's typically yeah. only that much, right? 10%, right? Like, so we know that like only a few are gonna be able to get it your way. So if a few are getting it your way, and then now we see that virtual reality, um, what is this, Burger King? You can have it your, I don't know what the slogan is, right? <laughs> so we can have it our way now, right? right. And, like, and like be able to like immerse ourselves and then, and like, and I'm learning like, 
you know, with virtual reality, like being able to remember something, not just with our head, but with our entire body, right? And listening these physical responses in a virtual space. And then like, so when we talk about empathy, like, like, okay, I can read something, but am I really supposed to feel about this character? Am I really? But if I'm in a virtual reality set or a simulation and I'm sitting next to a person and they're talking to me about, you know, the trouble that they went through or if I'm able to like go through what they actually went through, that is going to, but that's going to change the world. And I think that's changing the world now. Oh my gosh, I love what you said, how you feel it because that's exactly how, the only time I remember stuff so if I want to remember, like, I'm going to play a show with 27 songs, I'm going to play bass, and I'm going to remember it, it's in my whole body. There's wow. nothing else happening in my body when I'm doing that and learning. Right. But that's, that's right. that, you know, I never thought of it that way. But that's true for me. I can't just look at something and go, oh, I remember it. No, like, especially my students' names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Like, to something about them first. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that makes you feel a way. That's right. So true. So let's talk about I'm going to show some examples just to get started. But I uh, I wanted to talk about some of the things going on in Eon that's so fun yes. um, and so important um, before we start. So a couple of a couple of things that I love is uh, avatars. So one of the things, you know, being a DEI person and, you know, that I publish and all that is, you know, avatars are important. And yeah, so yeah. and of course, and for me, I like to always be a sci fi you know, person and look yes. pretty cool. But yeah. Uh, the new technology now, uh, there's an app called Ready Player Me that we're partnering mm. with that it takes an image of your face. And so you can make it realistic to you. And I'll show you my avatar in a little bit. And you can, but it's nice. So then you can customize it. So, mm. and then the other thing that's cool about the new technology is motion capture used to be so hard. And now you can stand back from your webcam and do movement. So if I wanted to train someone to like put something together or do, do certain things, I can actually record myself, my movements. Yes. And put that in my avatar. So that's changing really quick. Um, and we're in the end uh, switching to those avatars. So I'm very uh, proud of that. And it's it's I think it's very to me, it's very, very important to be able to portray people how you want to be portrayed. And, you know, I just think it's it's a it's really important. My uh, it's, it's probably weird looking for me, but my my father's from India and like people just don't know like, your background. They just assume certain things and certain things going on in the world and you hear stuff and it's like, dude, like I'm not, I'm like from all over, like you yeah. don't know. And for you, it's different. And I know studying it, I went to Cal State Fullerton, um, studying with that cohort, you know, I really learned about, uh, you know, all the things that you talked about, you know, difficulties in your pathway in your life and yeah. your background and your, your ethnicity. And so I know it's different and that's, you know, the group that I studied with for three years. And so, I really have a deep, a deep appreciation for it. Wow. That's a, thank you for, uh, for making that an awareness, make, putting that in being okay with us being okay with being us, right? Like this is, and I think this is the beauty of it. And I think that's what you're expressing, right? Like this space to be you, right? And be okay being you. And, and, and it's, and, and giving yourself a, a, a place to express yourself in, in any way you want to, right? Like, yeah, maybe I want to, you know, th there's me like this as well, right? <laughs> right? It's, it's a, and it, it produces a whole different, like, experience. And, and I think that's what we're, um, what we're starting to experiment with more. Um, and we're starting to understand now that we're like, 
overlaying our physical environment with this digital data. Like we're using QR codes now. And, you know, before it was a thing. Let me download a QR code reading app, right? To, and then open it up. And maybe my, I allowed it to access my camera. Maybe not. I don't know. Am I that technologically advanced? But it was a thing to actually read a QR code. Now it's like, where's the menu? Oh, it's on the table. Did you scan your QR code? And it's like, wait a minute. Like the world is changing like, in an instant. And now it's just consume. Now it's now it's an expectation that if you're not privy to the extra data that is that is available to you in the world now, everywhere around you, um, then you're at a loss and you're at a deficit. Uh, interestingly enough, although it doesn't cost anything, they're not making it cost anything to be a part of it's it's. It's or, or is it a cost? And I think that's that's what we're we're really finding out. Like what is what's going to be the cost of of, of moving into the digital space? Um, like and what's going to be our benefits? There's always an opportunity cost. Right. 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 Yeah, for sure. Yes. All I know is Amazon has a lot of airplanes. Every time I've been to Sacramento, I see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> when you brought up the piece around being able to uh, to uh, mimic or capture movements, it made me think of classical instruments. So I've been so yeah. my little girl, she's uh, she has a flute, and it kills me that you know when she's in the house and she's trying to practice a flute, it's um, it's you know it's a sound right, like it's it's not easy to like encapsulate someone playing the flute, the flute or practicing the flute, and as you can imagine practicing means you're not you know you're trying to become good at it right yeah. and so it, it it made me think that why not just make these things silent and give us and give headphones so now and now when we're working with these these virtual this virtual reality i'm thinking that we can bring the classical instruments back into all of the schools back into all of the homes where we're no longer now you don't have to find a new place for the drum set you don't have to tell the kid with the uh, the electric guitar that's that's riffing you know at 11 11 o'clock at night to go outside right like so um that's a that's a really exciting exciting thought. Thank so you. true. Of course, I I don't follow that, so I just blast my bass amp at full eleven and practice. <laughs> I get little notes in my mailbox, but that's right. <laughs> I just like the whole room vibrating for some reason. Yes, that's a bass player yes. problem, though. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a lifelong bassist. I, I love. Oh, awesome! It. Yeah, yes. I'm I'm in love with it. So let's. Uh, so you should uh, hopefully see my screen. Do you see like a Tesla charger? Yes, okay, awesome. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of things um, that I think in, in workforce and makerspaces are, are pretty cool. Some of the, we have a lot of new stuff in the app. And one of the new things is digital twins and merge XR. And the reason this is so important, um, in fact, I'll play this and talk about it while it's going through. So in this example, you can take a LiDAR scanner, which is like when you have your new phones or or tablets and they have three cameras, you can uh, download a free app here. We're using Scanniverse and you just download it and you just point it just like you're taking a video. And those red lines means it's capturing information about that in 3D. So you walk around for 15 to 20 seconds and then it gets a, what I would say is imperfect capture, but it doesn't matter because you're going to overlay this to a real object. So the, the way that industry uses this now is they'll take a part uh, and they'll scan it, and they'll uh, then they'll uh, overlay the re uh, the real one, and they hide the scan they made. The, and what you can do that about this is, you can use that model now to attach information. 
in, in Eon and also in, in this review is artificial intelligence to do that. So this Tesla charger that we we scanned, we're taking a snapshot, we're going to bring in an Eon, and then we're going to align it with the real one uh, using some LiDAR uh, alignment technology, <clears throat> excuse me, in our Merge XR tool. So in industry, what they could do is like they can go through this alignment and then they can use sensors on the real one and figure out like how many cars are there, how many, you know, when does it need replacing? Is it in full use? Do they need to move it to another location? I mean, all kinds of, do they need more of these in this location? Any kind of thing like that. And you can see here, you just put three dots from the scan. So here you're looking through your tablet or your phone and just, you see your scan because this is a neon now. And then you see the real standing next to the real one. You just one, two, three dots and overlay them in that space. So you're overlaying um, a digital twin wow. to get technology. And my my favorite example, and I mentioned it before, but in um, in Las Vegas, they did this in their entire city. <laughs> they put sensors all over the place and they use it to modernize their city, like parking lots, new hotels, knocking down old stuff, widening streets, like all of that. Wow. But the information's on that digital twin that's hiding and they did, if you're doing a big overlay, you know, they're using drones and everything and came up with the 3D model and then overlaid that on the city. So they see the real city, but now they know where all these sensors are on the digital twin. So this is the way companies um, now are doing a lot of stuff because it's such a great way to do it. So you can have information, um, you know, overlay and then you can sit in your office and then analyze the whole world from where you're at once you do this uh, procedure of digital twins. So I feel like it's a pretty important um, thing for students to know about and learn about and be, be able to do it. And um, in Eon, it's a, it's a new product and it's pretty easy to do. The whole thing takes maybe two minutes. And then now here, just a little sample showing using artificial intelligence, start adding video and information to that twin. And you can see the twin is hiding now behind that real model. Oh, wow. So, um, I, so this is something where in this, that model, then if you did a scan or you had a, a 3D model uh, relating to, um, you know, makerspace is something where you could be doing this with all the stuff that you make there. And Absolutely. then you know, talk about how the kind of the industrial applications on it. So I, that's one example I wanted to show is I, that product, uh, just the application for it is just, it's, it's, it's huge and growing um, fast. So I think it's something like that students like wouldn't really want to know or, you know, need to know about kind of getting an in industry. Like what is that digital twin and why do we have it now? Absolutely. It it stretches across uh, all industries. Right. Like and so this is when we talk about VR itself is an industry and like one of the beautiful pieces that uh, makes it uh, really a great world is that, you know, with any industry, there's biases that come along with it and it's typically baked in. And so with VR, we can uh, basically uh, ensure that we build it with diversity in mind. We can ensure that we we, we yeah. build these digital twins uh, without some of the biases that we've had uh, previously, uh, because we're consciously aware that they're present, right? And so now we can edit, if you would. Um, also, uh, what that allows for is like in-home uh, inspection, in-home, like, so, yeah. so I have this thing I have going on in my mind. It's like, so um, familiarity, breeds trust. Trust breeds vulnerability and then vulnerability breeds feelings of love. And so from that, from that, so from your, the comfort of your home, that's when you can start to, to generate more feelings of like trust, which would open you up to more, you're vulnerable and open to more learning. Right. Um, yeah. And so, 
And so, so if I have a 3D printer and it's, and, and it's like cutting edge technology and you might be intimidated by it, you, inside of the makerspace, I can create a digital twin and you can learn about it inside of the house, right? You can learn about it inside of your bedroom, inside of your dorm, right? Inside of your car, if you want to, on your little mobile device, like right before you come inside. So you're, you're no longer just stuck, you know, I'm afraid I'm around other people. I might have social anxiety, whatever the case may be. Let us create now a world where you can explore um, these items that exist in the physical world. Also, uh, we're currently in, you know, what there's different terms for climate, you know, pick a term, right? This is the the uh, climate revolution, right? After the industrial revolution, it's the climate revolution. Um, and so we need to make a lot of changes based on our weather patterns and how they're changing. Now we're having like entire rivers flow through our atmosphere, like randomly dumping like millions of gallons of water in random places. So, so, so we need to upgrade our network of water systems. So, so, so does that mean we're going to now like go out and build a, a, a prototype of a new system and physically build it and rip up all these additional resources out of the planet and, and make something that might not work? How about we use virtual reality to do that? How about we create these scans? How about we, we as the city of Las Vegas did, uh, scan our entire environment and then uh, like uh make design plans to fix the water system, the, the, the overflows in sewage, right? Like we have to prepare for these things now, um, especially in California, because we are dealing with uh, the horrible drought and now uh, wildfires. So <clears throat> if we're not working on uh, water uh, sustainability projects, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm concerned for the future. Yeah. Wow. You know, you have so many good points that now I want you to speak on my Comic-Con panel. <laughs> yes, I'm just, I will say yes right now if that's yes. Oh, awesome, cool. I I work with the designer uh, Stephen Burns, who he's a he's a, an amazing. Uh, he's been on one of my webinars, and he's a he's a designer, but he also writes the books for Adobe. And oh Stephen wow! A professor, I've known for a long time, and he's just got amazing things that he can do in Blender and, and 3D Studio Max and Lightroom and all the stuff. And then he thinks about real designs. He designed Star Trek Star Trek stuff for actual real shows. Whoa. Chips and all that. Yes, uh, please. Yeah. And so, so, and then, and you, you, you'd complete the story on the, how yeah. it all works, you know? I am a lifelong Trekkie. I'm like, I still <laughs> watch it to this day. Literally, William Shatner, I still watch that. Like, Me too. Yes. I love it. Yeah, now I'm on the new Picard. <laughs> yes, which is um, I have to say I'm 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 brought in. They brought me in. They're going to Borg. They yeah. went back to Borg and Q. I'm back in. So that's right. <laughs> I'm back in. So talking about sci-fi, this is an unconventional webinar, which I love because this is like uh, the, the creatives out there that really think about all this stuff, um, like sure. like we do. And I want to talk on um, the same vein about. I mentioned I am a Batman fan, but. What I wanted, what I did here was, I'm like, okay, let, let me challenge myself and just grab a bunch of free assets from Sketchfab. Sketchfab is an app where you house 3D assets. And we have a new product um, that just came out this week, a version 9.4, where these assets, uh, you just can go on your phone and it says Sketchfab and you can upload them. So we have over 750,000 free ones from Sketchfab and they change every week or every day. So these are, these are what what we did. And so I went around um, my city, Huntington Beach, and really worked with scale and like, what does that look like? So I'm going to park the Batmobile on the pier here. I'm 
using the new Batman movie and I'm making a digital twin where I'm using three points and replacing the new map, the virtual Batmobile with the new one, adding knowledge. And then, uh, so, and then here I'm working with scale on um, where in Merge XR, I'm at the park by my house and I brought the tumbler in and brought it in full scale, walk around. And what I love about these is you can walk inside of the models. A lot of them, if they're detailed enough, like this one is, so the thumbnails don't do them justice. So when you go into a model, you really got to bring it in your phone or your tablet or if you have goggles or whatever. And this is just looking through my phone. So I'm just basically taking screen recordings of what I'm doing out there in the park. But and I add knowledge to the artificial intelligence. So Merge XR, I, I love this one to scale. There's this little model with the super friends. And then I had the model take over the park. People are like literally standing behind me watching me do this. They're like, what is going on? <laughs> wow. There it's like, it's real, but it's not, but it is. And I see it. <laughs> and, and you can move all these guys. You can label them all. Um, you can get information on each part. You can. So these models, what's cool is they're pieces. So you can move things around, change them. Um, and then if, if you put your avatar in there, you can move your avatar. This is one I just did because the model doesn't really do it justice. I'm like, I wonder if I can fly this thing, you know? So there I am at my park. Wow. <laughs> flying around. Um, and it, so just from that model, you can't really tell until you bring it into that one-to-one -one space and there it's flying over my neighborhood. <laughs> and I got it flying over the beach. Yeah, and so it's really fun. And then I did a character study. This is kind of for my own students too, where we do a lot of film stuff and set design. So location scouting. So I had them, you know, looking in one-to-one -one, one -one size. I just walk up to the characters and then I can kind of preview like, oh, what's my background going to be like? This one came out beautiful, the Joker at the ocean there. And um, this one I just did to show how I pop it into one-to-one -one scale. So I pop back around the one-to-one scale. And it's just beautiful. And this one is uh, the <laughs> super friends taking over my neighborhood. Wow. But that, that Merge XR, it's just, it's just beautiful. And when I was on the pier too, people were like asking me to ask me all kinds of information and take pictures. It was amazing. Here's a Batmobile from the Batman versus Superman movie, which I know you're a Superman fan, but yes. this is, it's so, it's just so engrossing. This is, so our, this is my, my first birthday. I, I mentioned before the call was a Batman party. And <laughs> my favorite, this is kind of like, um, uh, very, I'm very happy about this that I could put the Batman 66 Batmobile in my driveway and sit in the seat. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. I mean, just you know, it's I, you know, something I'd never get to do or see. And so, but this could be anything, right? This could be manufacturing stuff. This I could right. be looking at chemical models here. I could be looking at a physics experiment. I could do, be doing a psychology experiment. How I feel about certain things. I could put scary objects there. How do I feel about it? How does this make? So for me, this makes me feel very happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then so that, you know, I had the bat signal at the end of the pier there. And this is my favorite. That's actually my husband. There's <laughs> oh, arm out. So everyone's like, what is he doing? This girl on the left's like, what is he doing? But um, I saw, I could see through my hand, like where the car was. So I told yes. him and uh, stuck it on the pier. So this is, and this whole time, um, there's sound, of and course, with all of this. So like, when I go through in the driveway with the portal. So the videos you could bring in are hosted on YouTube. And so what I do is that's uh, if I want music, I bring in the YouTube. If I want my lecture, I bring in the YouTube. If I want my students to explain stuff, I bring in the YouTube. And that now you get the audio and the digital and everything all together. So um, there's a lot in there. But that Merge XR for me 
is where my mind just goes, wow, like, okay, I'm there. I'm learning this thing. Like I really, like you said, your whole body gets into it. Like I'm in, I'm there. And it's really, there's no distractions at that point. I'm, I'm there. I'm looking, I'm feeling it. You know, I remember it. That's right. So I want to see what you thought about all that. (laughs) So being so, so the other day, yesterday, oh yeah. So it's an experience. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this during the, the, the conversation. And um, so last night uh, I was brainstorming about uh, a water sustainability like like solution, like or at least how do you build a coalition around like, you know, that where it might not have existed before, but you have an idea. And like so really like identifying what pieces needed to be discussed. And so I'm writing on my iPad and I'm using my little digital pen and I'm writing in my little digital notes and I'm drawing and everything. And I get in the car and I'm on my way to, to the to the lab today and uh, I'm like, oh crap, I forgot my iPad, right? And I'm like, ah, and so I'm like, oh wait, is it still there? And so I went into my iPhone and I looked and I opened up my digital notes app and there it was. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like a glass pane. Like it doesn't matter where I am. Like all I need is like, well, and this is interesting, right? All I need is this rectangular object that glows so I can have some kind of input panel, right? Yeah. And, it's like, and it's that, and and it's it was it's that. Um, I was constrained last night with my digital pen, so I went to like uh, text uh, speech to text, right? Because yeah. it was I was it, I realized my baud rate or my uh, my uh, uh, my bandwidth, right? Like so, the bandwidth of the brain is infinite, right? Like you really doesn't really know like like well at least they. From a from a metaphysical standpoint, a physical standpoint, I believe it's 16 bits and you use eight bits when you're listening to a person. And then when another person talks or if you listen to yourself, that's the other eight bits. And so your brain basically cannot process additional information. It has to do it in like sequence. Right. So if that's the case and I'm trying to get all of this information out of this uh, metaphysical state into a physical state, I got to go through a 16 bit channel. And, you know, and that's like, you know, driving, uh, you know, a million miles per hour down a one lane highway, sometimes going the opposite way. Right. And so <laughs> it's really difficult to get stuff out. And so I was I was I was just stuck. Like like I, I want a, a, a freer, more open way of being able to express myself and my ideas. And I think this is the beauty of this Merge XR. And like, and then you guys, you guys created a tool that's really easy to use and pull in these different, uh, these different resources, right? Like you talk about audio, video, um, and like, and the fact that you're outside, right? Let's, let's not forget about that you were at the beach doing this. Let's not forget about that, right? Like that it's a completely beautiful experience and, and, and you're, you're expressing also in like, you're able now to express how you feel about something too, right? Like you can, you can show the excitement. You can, you can, you can record your own voice, right? And add it in as a resource uh, to this uh, piece to denote your excitement about what you're talking about. And then, you know, maybe I can't find the right video. Maybe they're not saying what I want them to say. Maybe I can't find uh, the right asset that, that, you know, or text that is, that is explaining this concept to my students. Mm-hmm based on where I am, right? In a way that they get it, right? And like, and, 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 and so this gives a world, and you saw the, you said people were walking past interaction. Now I don't have to create my lesson by myself either. Right. Now exactly. I'm, 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 the whole class can, well, you don't understand uh, derivatives. 
Well, anybody understand derivatives? Can you explain <laughs> that? You know, it's it creates a different. Let's well, let's work together and make a make us a, a you know a, a simulation on how to how to you know calculate these things. So, I love that. A brave new world. I love that. I mean, it's so true. And I think when my whole career, the first thing I learned, I learned two things. And students students taught me these for sure. I my, When I was a new professor, I went through the book. I like outlined everything. I had it all worked out, like how they're going to record music. I'm going to give them all the hundred steps. Right. They're like, uh, like, we can just push the buttons, dude. Like, we don't need to like all your stuff. <laughs> We're not even going to get the book. So like, right. just, like, tell us where the computer lab is at. Wow. And I was like, well, I made all these. And, and it turned mm. out to be that was all backwards. So now, I mean, I completely changed my teaching. Actually, that sent me back to school because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. I actually went back to school. I went to Long Beach and I'm like, I, I need to learn how to teach. Like, what is yeah. this all about? Like, why are why is all my preparation not working? Mm. They want to do it themselves. It's a different generation. Mm. So like in in this perfect, this is a perfect app built for that generation. Yeah. Like yes. you hop on, you go look at the million assets, you type your own keywords, how you want to learn it. You bring in like I can make demos, but they're always going to come up with something better for them. Right. And that's, that's what right. I've learned. And it's especially true. Like when I teach documentary filmmaking, I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, during the pandemic, I had people making documentaries on like serving food to their Vietnamese communities and yes. things like I hadn't, you know, just no idea. I, um, I have students uh, now that help with you might have heard of 1500 Sound Academy, but I'm a kind of consultant there in Inglewood. And they're the yeah. biggest hip hop con, um, composers. They've got like over hundred Grammys um, doing music for everybody. Oh wow! No, yeah. I didn't. that's a big California. Fifteen hundred. Disclaimer: If anyone's saying what, you're gonna connect with fifteen hundred is amazing. And so, uh, and I, so I, every time I'm there, uh, I'm a voting member of the Grammy. It's just been a long time composer, but they win every year. I mean, they're they're on all the songs. They're all the background. They're like the wrecking crew of hip hop. Oh, yeah. whoa. I yeah. got to research. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, just saying it's just uh, the learn. No, it's a, you know, when students in do that input, find their own assets, yes. bring in their own questions, even record their own videos yes. and, and make their own experiences that they're going to learn. And that's why I flip my classroom around. So I'll say, OK, here's this. Here's a topic. Uh, get something approved by me that's within this realm of like a documentary or a long film or feature, whatever it is. And then, you know, I'll show them that the things that I want them to do in there, like it has to be this long and you have to color grade, whatever, all the things, but I let them then do their thing. Like I don't do it for them. And, right. and they, then they love what they do. They learn better and they're passionate about, it. they save it. They, and most importantly to me is it sets them off on their pathway to their own projects and their career and their continuing learning. Cause that, I only got them for a term. So yes. then I want them to be successful forever. And I know it, it's been working because now uh, I have like a, they're all on my Facebook and they're like, you know, and so I've got a 20 year old community of very happy people that, if, you know, always have stuck to this learning. And so it's something that I think is a critical as a teacher is let your students, you know, do their, you know, bring their passion into every project. And I think it's very, very important to listen to them. You are absolutely spot on. Uh, it's been what we've been finding as well. And finding as opposed to like, oh, you know, that was a thought and we like looked for it, which I think is like sometimes a little bias, right? And it's like, oh, we do this. Th if we, because the thought was, if we build the makerspace, they will come. 
And that's not what we've been seeing. Like we've been all over the nation and that's not, it's part of it, but it's not all of it. And in part, in a large part, it seems to be about the community, right? It seems to be, can I come in and am I free to self-express? And then am I represented here? Right. And yeah. so, um, and so, and that's what we've, that's what the space has given an opportunity for, for each student to express themselves in a the way they want to express themselves. And then we, every month, there's some kind of day, put an X on front of day, <laughs> international something day, right? Yeah. Like some to like, you know, cultural day, something, you know, independence day, right? There's a, every month, there's a multitude of events that we have an opportunity to learn from. And so we took that opportunity and we gave it to our Megaspace students and we were like, hey, now let's let's learn our tools through the and, and cultural. Let's and let's learn about other people. Let's let's learn about ourselves. It's a whole 360 mm -hmm. uh, um, experience. It's an experiential learning, hands on learning. Right. We all know about all the research and how they say, you know, it's better than, you know, just listening or just watching. It's yeah. all of it in feeling feeling. And so, you know, we've seen like uh, 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 a 3D printout of an astronaut to represent Mae Jameson that then used acrylic mm -hmm. as a box with a laser etched image of Mae Jameson and her face on the front of it. Like that was a representation for Black History Month. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, we have Black History Month. You can use anything in the makerspace to create what you would like to create. And then boom, and like I didn't think of that. And like, and that's what we were talking about, right? Like, like, like be now we, we are, we are able to become the unicorns by creating an environment that allows others to plant seeds. And we have no idea what's going to come out. And, uh, and it's, and it's beautiful. And now we're in this world where everyone can create, everyone yeah. can create. So, and so how yeah. do we, and so that can be frustrating when you don't know how, because I yeah. am, I am a horrid TikToker. I don't know how to, I don't understand that thing at all. Is it even, am I even called a TikToker? Is that what it's called? Like, so, like I, I, you know, I open up the app, I look at it and I shut it down. I get confused on Instagram now. And like, and you know, it's, 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 and it, and so I'm talking about this because, you know, there's a place here where we're expected to build a world for our uh, future and the current learners to like build the future. But yeah. if I'm getting confused, Right. If I'm getting frustrated now, I might have a tendency to go back to my old ways where I feel more comfortable. So I, I also realized I had to get uncomfortable and, and be in this space. It's a new space for everyone. And, so, yeah. and, and what helps new spaces and uncomfortability is the community. And I think that's the golden piece around uh, uh, the makerspace and now this virtual space. Now they're doing the research around how you're able to create bonds in the virtual space. So. Yeah. Now you don't have to. So yeah, I might have been, you know, birthed in Harlem, New York, right? And what if I never got to California? Does that mean I should not have experienced the things that happen here? Should that mean I don't get a chance to walk down the street here? Not anymore. It might have meant that, you know, <laughs> you know, how many X numbers of years ago? But today I can now go to Huntington Beach, walk the pier, right? Uh, lay out a few items for my students to learn from. Uh, uh, set a field trip, have them go there, right? That's having them experience the beach. That's, that's uh, having them utilize and realize that the device that's in their pocket, that's more powerful than the the, the device that took our first astronauts to the moon, right? Like right. we understand that we're walking around with a more powerful computer in our pocket. So it, it kind of, uh, 
it kind of you you can take that statement and make it into we have to train our people to leverage this device that can build the future and and then put it into their hands and give them the tools but we and we also have to do it ourselves for us um, I know that I have to do some additional learning. I have to get comfortable with this new space that everyone is creating. That, yeah. And I think that's part of it. It accelerated. And I think it's because everyone got into the game. And so, you know. Um, I think that idea, though, that, you know, we used to make, even Ian did, like <clears throat> individual experiences. Like we're going to make one product that helps you move levers in an airplane or one product. And just the idea that you don't have to be a blender, you know, expert or whatever, or a coder or no Python, or but you can just look at an image and hit and, it, and then you're, and then you're creating. Yeah. I think that that technology is, it's, I mean, it's phenomenal because that learning blender or 3d studio max or any of those types of things is a showstopper for most people. Yes. I mean, maybe not my students, but still, they're not going to create some of the beautiful stuff like even what I just showed you. I mean, it's a really when you have access to infinity models, it's like right. the world is yours as it's a creator. Yeah. And and hip hop was kind of like that, too. Right. So I studied that with, yes. the, with uh, my friends, you know, in Inglewood and how you get take what you have. Right. They didn't have like, you know, grand pianos and all the stuff they had, like turntables and they had drums and and that you create and so like and i just want to say it, i'm going to argue people every day like oh that's not music it is incredible cultural music but that just you know i don't i'm not a big fan of ignorance and so i right. Right, <laughs> learned played with everybody you know did the whole right. thing so um you know and now i bring students into that world as professionals so that's yeah. my job right i might not be an expert but i'm gonna understand you know, appreciate you know and and all of that so um i wanted to also talk about an example that I did in a in an airplane and I'm going to show just a quick thing and see what you think about this because I think for makerspace too it has like some amazing um potential uh to share information across the globe so I did this uh video with uh I I, I always invite people in my classroom but I love this model because it's from Boeing and they made a duplicate of and on Sketchfab, you can see all their cockpits and different um, airline stuff. So I made this, and wow. the videos were on. You'd see, like, it's explaining the whole thing. So I'm learning all the things there. But then what I did is, uh, with spatial meetings, is I invited a current captain to come and explain all this stuff to me. So on the left yeah. side, we have the speed brake lever. In the center, we have the so He goes through, like, 15 minutes explaining all the equipment in here. And... The reason why I think this is a breakthrough is because like, I know how many forms it takes me to bring people into my classroom and it's worse now. And it's, and in zoom, it's a little different. So you can do it, but we're going back to class, but now I can do this whole thing and I can save it. I could put it in canvas or my LMS, whatever. And I can have spatial meetings with people from industry, my own colleagues. Maybe it's me and students. Maybe it's, of course, the avatars are going to change right now So <laughs> about that, but uh, that's what, that's what's in there from, yes. from, uh, from you know my current one and they're changing though i think in the next couple of months or so but yeah so i think um you know those spatial meetings give you a lot of potential to meet people from uh, you know in the industry you might be meeting with an astronaut and maybe you're in a space capsule or i mean it's just in maker spaces i was thinking maybe you're showing models to each other 
you can actually bring your models, scan them, and or even if they're if they're a a, G, a certain file like GLTF or whatever, you can bring them in, right. and other people can interact with your model like anywhere in the world. And you can print them if they're layered. Yes. So um, anywhere in the world too, and you can even have that as part of that experience or, or a download information. So I was going to see. Um, I for me, space paintings is definitely break breakthrough in the workforce space. The Absolutely. One of our students uh, is taking microbiology right now, and it gives us a great opportunity to come together to help and support. Right. So if one student is like, you know, for the semester, she's going to be thinking in, about microbiology. So how about we go and, you know, do a model of the cell. Right. Like and, and label all of the organelles and the mitochondria and talk about ATP, adenine, triphosphate, all that good stuff. Right. And have it a conversation and like make it and make it a, you know, something that we work on together inside of the space, which is also part of her her job. Um, so it's going to give her uh, these life skill sets that she can then go and use for a job. Right. Yeah. Um, so we were lucky enough to win a second grant um, uh, and so uh, for a project to build an outdoor classroom. And so we're, we're building an outdoor classroom and we're gonna leverage like hydroponics to grow food to help fight food insecurity in uh, the community as well. So we're seeing this exactly what you're saying. We're seeing this as a place where you can, you can uh, leverage this intersection point for it's, it's multidisciplinary, right? We have math classes inside of the makerspace now, leveraging uh, SketchUp actually, and that's SketchFab, SketchUp, right? Yeah. Uh, to build uh, things like bridges, uh, so that they yeah. can 3D print bridges and uh, and uh, like study co-terminating angles and things of that nature, right? Um, English class, right? Once again, like if you are if you are studying a particular person, if if you are writing, but it might not be your strongest output, right? Or like your strongest way to like self-express. Let's give you another way to express using the maker space. Go print a poster. Go uh, uh, laser etch a, a, a glass or or a CNC a totem pole. You know, like right. those are the opportunities now afforded. Psychology. We three D printed uh, a, a brain scanning device, and uh, we're buying the sensors, and we're going to use that uh, plus virtual reality to see if we can determine if there is bias. Can you read bias by simply um, seeing faces? And now we've heard. We saw studies like you can read about it, but, uh, you know, can you walk down into your science and technology building, into your makerspace and actually put on a helmet and see it yourself and experience it yourself? And I think that's really um, that's what we are. That's where we are. This is our current world and we can't take our foot off the pedal. And I think that um, Exxon has given us like a, a turbo boost because of how easy it is to use this product because of like when you talk it's and it's about getting the assets into the creation we can talk about the we you do have to create a system around creating the lesson because it's everyone everyone can create so everyone can create so you can have folks create on their own or you can uh, have folks come together to create a lesson plan for the class right you have that option but in order to bring in like video, that's simply like adding a link. In order to bring in digital assets, it's clicking a button and using AI. I was like, what? Artificial intelligence? No way. And But this cloud thing, this all we need is a glass pane. And now you're saying, forget the glass pane. <laughs> now you're putting us into the simulated space. It's absolutely mind blowing. And I can't, I can't wait to see where we go. Fantastic comments. I love it. Um, I just wonder, I mean, I love this interview. First of all, you're so amazing. <laughs> you are well. I think like too, and it brought me back to college, where I remember feeling very inferior in my first 
class of people we were getting accredited at, at my college on our new program, engineering, bioengineering. And my senior year, they're like, okay, we want you to take a heart and then design something about it. And, you know, something you're going to add to somebody with a failing heart. And so everyone did these like 20 page papers with all this math and all of a sudden I wasn't good at all the math and fluid math. Like that was, I wasn't able to kind of grasp the, the visual between the math and what was going on. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I did a two page thing. I thought I was going to get an F. I drew my thing. I put how it's going to work. I, I literally jumped to, this is what I see. Right. I got yeah. the highest grade. Wow. Smarter people than me. (laughs) And it brought me back to that day of like, wow, this is going to be my career. Like Mm. in me visualizing and then just sharing, uh, transferring knowledge. I think those are my two best skills. And I think we're in that age now where I remember fighting in my college for like, we need to have some requirements around digital learning. Cause I remember it was like typing. Remember like 10, 20 years ago, there was like the requirement is you got to take a history and typing or whatever yeah, it was, you know, exactly. I'm like, I think we need like, you know, at one digital class, I don't know what it is, but you know, something it's right. like, we're, we're changing here. So exactly. Here we are. <laughs> right. Like, bridging the consciousness gap. It's like that gap between like, I get it. I'm just not able to get it out of me. And I need a different way to be able to do that. And now we have that. And now, you know, and it's like, you know, it's continuing to sharpen this tool. This is like a fire. I was going to say fire. I don't know if I want to call it fire. We'll see. We'll see how far it goes. <laughs> so I just, a uh, couple of last questions. So like use cases in the, you know, in the makerspace with uh, AR, VR, do you have any favorite things you've done yet or any ideas you want to do? Some things like that. So idea. So, you know, um, this is great for prototyping. So we have, you know, we're talking about water sustainability and we're in the middle of a desert. Um, And so um, currently with uh, uh, right now, we're just like brainstorming ideas around like water reclamation from like the atmosphere because of that, like because there's rivers of water now running through the atmosphere due to the evaporation from the Arctic, right? The water had to go somewhere. Some went into the ocean. We know we we have raised uh, sea levels. Uh, Where did the rest of it go? Where did the rest of it go? So it it went up into the atmosphere. And as we talked about earlier, randomly finding itself in the areas that, you know, is not used to having that much rainfall. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, and so since we have places in the world like Lake Chad, that I'm interested in uh, that only has 10% left of the water from its original, uh, from when we started recording it, right? Um, and it like, I think it serves like uh, over 100 million people, uh, places like Nigeria, which uh, 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 which would mean, if I'm correct, it would serve more than 100 million people then. Um, we have to do something about that. And so how are we going to, how are we going to, how are we going to truly conceptualize if we don't have a, a board, if we don't, if we can, if we can't move from the whiteboard and drawing on a whiteboard and actually moving into like a virtual space where we have this drone or whatever it's going to be, uh, if it's going to be uh, some kind of vast netting or some kind of, you know, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to give out all my ideas live. That's really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's going really well, and this is wow. what I'm so excited for with the AR and the VR. I, you know, it's 
it's really difficult to explain to someone what you, I, I, you gave that perfect example, right? You had that thing, right? Like I have to explain how I'm going to create a device for this heart, right? That's failing. And how am I going to show that, right? And you use the picture that, that is one of the best ways that you can communicate to someone else your idea. And like to be able to go and draw it, we're already learning digital design from 3D printing. We're already focusing on design thinking. So that next step of building out our virtual environments, that next step of building out those digital assets and, and moving them and, and having them say something and, and solve problems of the future. To, to be able, fluid dynamics, right? Like we, we need to be able to model things. How are we gonna model something? I don't wanna, I don't wanna, you know, I don't want to find out in 50 years what it's going to feel like if we don't have an ozone layer, right? But we can model that, <laughs> all right? We can model that. Let's do that. That reminds me of a Star Trek episode. Remember the one where the sun, like, was, it, anyways, for you Star Trek fans that know about the Resican flute, that's the one where the sun uh, destroys a planet. That's right. Watch it. That's, you know, I was thinking there because, uh, uh, I did a webinar with the folklorist and she said they build shrines in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery every year for Dia de los Muertos at her school, Otis College of Art and Design. And but they can't conceptualize the space. So now they can go down and they can do like images of the space and then they can go back and knowing that um, and make like a 3D virtual model of what they're going to build before. And then they know it's going to work because a lot of times what they've been doing until now is just hoping it's going to work. <laughs> 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 and so uh you know even in folklore i was like how would you i would have not thought of that like oh i need to model the space where we make our student projects right we do exactly. we do uh city art you know and for everyone to yeah. appreciate and thousands of people come through there every year and look at their art you, you just changed the concept of the quad for me i did not i've been sitting here this whole time and hadn't just had no thoughts around what we can do with the quad right with our with digital assets and sending the students out there no just look through your phone we got some things out there <laughs> trust me they're out there exactly <laughs> yes. so i'm um, i guess we can talk for hours i'm gonna have to do a webinar part two and and let you ask me questions or you come up because you're so amazing and i you love your there. creativity and your energy and and uh, i'd love to do stuff with you donnell i mean wow also, it, it's it's together with our energy is, is really it, it works really well thank you for so this awesome and um close to merino valley so hoping to get out there soon um yeah. Invite me out there. I'll drive over and and yes, we'll, please we'll come visit the maker space. Yes, we can give you phones and stuff. And I want to say uh, thank you to Donnell and the entire uh, school. Moreno um, Valley is uh, is a great place. I have many colleagues who have gone there and taught or been administrators. So so happy you're you're in California, and we're lucky to have you. And please solve the water problems in those. <laughs> Working on it. I, I also think I might have solved the drone like you know how drones are only able to really fly like for like 15 minutes i yeah. think last night i came up with how to like how to like solve that problem but i can't say it once again <laughs> yes it's it, it's quite fast we have to talk about that it's fascinating yeah that's a, so stay tuned for webinar number two with mr don l lane and thank you sir so much uh i'll be sending um links over for for us to share with everybody and i just wanted to Thank you. It's an honor. And we will be together again. Yes, we will. It's an honor. Moreno Valley College is fantastic. Please attend. Come visit the Makerspace. We're here for you. We're here for the community. Let's build together. Absolutely. And with that, thank you, everybody. And uh, I'll see you soon, Danielle. Thank you. See you soon. All right. Bye.